Hey y'all, this is Allie Spears, your host of the Ag Chicks podcast, where I cultivate connections with the women who are helping feed the world. Join me as I chat with Taylor Spears McAdams, the content developer for Justin Brands and a true cowgirl from Cleveland, Oklahoma. Growing up on her family's ranch, Taylor's passions for agriculture, rodeo, and showing livestock shine through. With an impressive background in rodeo queen titles and a knack for storytelling, she now hosts the Kick Your Boots Up podcast. Don't miss this insightful conversation with Taylor. We're uh, just kind of catching up because we have not seen each other. And it's been, I think, we haven't seen each other in person since the gala, I guess, huh? Yeah, like what, two years ago? Two years so, ago. That sounds... Well, it does. Yeah, it was like a year, but like two galas ago. Yeah, yes. That's bizarre. <laughs> I know. And so Taylor and I met because of Cowgirl 30 Under 30. Um, and we quickly bonded over the fact that we have the same last name. Uh, well, now your your name has changed because you have uh, gotten married, but you are still a Spears at heart, obviously. So that was kind of our, our quick bonding experience. <laughs> Oh yeah. And it's super unique too, because really there's not a lot of spears out there. And so my dad saw your name in the book and was like, Oh, have you met this Allie Spears? And I'm like, no dad, it's like the first day of school. I don't know anyone. Right. <laughs> and, um, and so I loved that. Eventually we got to finally make the connection. Our, I, I don't know. I think our dads did get to talk, right? Didn't oh they? yeah. I think they were okay. trying to trace family history because you're from Oklahoma, right? <laughs> yeah. Which is where my dad's family is originally from so we were I don't know I don't remember what the verdict was but they tried to connect it to somewhere small town in Oklahoma I think and to be honest I'm sure there probably is something there like if you've ever heard the story of the Spears on my side we're we're, um we're Native American Indians we're Mm -hmm. actually Cherokee and um there's like this crazy weird story about um this Indian taking a family name at some point and becoming a Spears. And so long story short, I, I really don't know all the details, but they definitely probably swapped stories like that. They were probably trying to be like, okay, who, who was your dad's dad? And what did he do? And what industry was he in? <laughs> right. No, a hundred percent, which, uh, you know, just funny to come across somebody with the same last name, first of all, because it is kind of a unique, not that it's like out there, but it's definitely, I have met, met very few Spears that I was, and, didn't know if I was related to. And I've got to ask you this because I get asked this question all the t- question all the time. And I know you do too. Are you related to Britney Spears? So if I had a penny for every time I was asked that when I was younger, I could have, you know, quit and been done with life and sat on a pretty <laughs> stack of pennies. Um, but my aunt convinced me that we were related to her somehow because apparently they're from Oklahoma or something. I don't know. Again, kind of a weird story. I don't, I don't have any factual DNA to back that up, but I always say that maybe in the, in the far distant relative, there's potential. (laughs) Honestly, maybe. And it's so funny that you say that because I heard a very similar story about that. And, and it sounds like, like we're related enough to be related like by probably an ounce of blood mm-hmm. but also like not not related enough to like inherit any money or fame right. I know <laughs> we really got the cruddy end of the stick on that one <laughs> I can't even dance like Britney's so like I, I got nothing <laughs> I have zero rhythm zero rhythm so again if we are related it is very distant <laughs> for sure I love that <laughs> uh but you've had some exciting things happen since we saw each other you've gotten married you've moved so catch us up on on what's happening. Uh, the wedding it was absolutely gorgeous. So um, tell us about kind of all of that. 
Yeah, for sure. So um, I guess to start at the Cowgirl Magazine 30 Under 30 Gala, where we officially met, um, that was in like March of 2022. Yes. Um, And I ironically had gotten married just like a month later in April. And so um, that was such a fun season for me, I think, because that was the first event that my husband got to go to. He's my fiance, but you know, like his parents came, my parents came. It was one of those fun things that they were like, oh, look at our daughter-in-law. And then my parents could be like, oh, look at my, our daughter with her future husband. I know it was really, really cute. Um, Yes. The wedding was small and intimate in Oklahoma. Um, It was just like a dream come true. I, I was one of those girls. And the more you get to know me, you'll know that like, I didn't ever really sit around and wait for my knight in shining armor or like dream of my wedding or have everything planned it was one of those things that like it's a big part of my story actually I wanted to be Miss Rodeo America that was my goal and at the age of six I just knew that and I worked every day for it and um, when that didn't happen when I got first runner up and I got second place or whatever my life changed like I was crushed I went through this like kind of weird season of like who even am I then mm-hmm. and in that there was so much growth and I, I I'm honestly like just now able to talk about it and so that's really cool because counseling has helped so much and who would I ever say that you know counseling counseling is needed or whatever but it is so needed I'm here to tell you that um no but life has been so much fun we um Tyler and I waited to live together until we were married I think we moved in like a month before the wedding but um it was just so crazy and hectic it was always like come and go and whatever so it was really fun to learn the way each other lived life because he had a brother I had a sister. We did not know about boys and girls yes. and the space that we needed. And I think he was so shocked at how much <laughs> um, like counter space I would need or closet space or boot space, really, for shoes yeah. and boots. And um, yeah, I even switched jobs since then. So um, working for Justin now, Justin Brands has been so much fun. But all of that to say, married life is awesome. It is I, I just the other day, actually, um, one of our friends asked us like, what's it like truly being married? And I was like, honestly, you wake up every day with your best friend and days are hard and days are easy. But at the end of the day, you know, that you always have someone in your corner. You always have someone to laugh with, do life with. And we just recently got a puppy. I guess that's the most recent news. (laughs) Um, and so Gus is a mini dachshund and, um, all the Dachshund fans out there, we're, we're drinking the water. I've always wanted to have one. And both of us had like bigger dogs growing up. Mm-hmm. And so it's been so fun to experience life with a dog that's like three inches off the ground. And, take him um, up and take him with you. <laughs> yeah, just put him in a purse. He, he's definitely, I'm definitely that mom that's like, oh, I have a bag. Let's go to the store. You right. can be in my bag. <laughs> but no, a lot has happened. And thank you for asking. It's been so fun and so cool. And definitely have had some like highs and lows um, and started going to counseling and working on personal growth. And it's been really, really good. I think finally we're in a season where we've done all this work and all this ground groundwork and it's finally starting to pay off. So it's good. It's a good season right now. That's How good. about you? I, I know lots of ha- has happened with you. Yes. And I, w- I feel like you don't get to brag on yourself a lot. So I, I do want to <laughs> ask you, like you were just saying off camera that you're working on your PhD and yes. that is something that is iconic. Like I, don't want to do that to be honest so what's it like for you then balancing balancing that I mean like you we just all you know we were both at Texas MFA um what's what's your life been like since then it's been a lot um I am not good at balance that's why sometimes I ask my guests like how do you balance everything and I think honestly the common theme when I get when I ask that question is like I really don't balance it, which is not healthy, but it's just sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get through. Um, But yes, things have been insane. Um, I feel like my feet have not totally touched the ground, honestly, since last March when we were at the gala. 
um, just with work being crazy. I've added a bunch of new programs with my like real job, my, my real job, in Texas big job. my big girl job. Um, and then, uh, yeah, working on my PhD has been something that was never in the cards for me, never planned. I never like researched the thought of research, like you, like, no, <laughs> but as soon as I started grad school, I totally like for the first time in my life, like I loved school, which was so not what I was expecting. Um, because I got my undergrad in ag business, which I enjoyed it, but it was kind of like, you know, finish it to get the degree and then we'll figure out the rest of life. Um, and so the fact that I've been grinding hard to do 96 hours in three years, plus a dissertation has been, uh, plus working, plus doing ag checks, like all the other things that are happening, uh, has been a lot, <laughs> but I'm at my best when I'm doing a lot of things. And I feel like, um, I can like, even though there's a lot going on, I am able to kind of compartmentalize like things. So uh, it's been a lot, but it's been good. And I honestly wouldn't change it because I don't, I feel like all of the things that I'm working on are moving together. Finally, finally, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And so I'm feeling very rewarded right now because I can see how hopefully things are going to start to kind of fall into place a little bit. So yeah, but that's no, what good, good for you. That's so inspiring. Like, <clears throat> it's just so crazy to think about where we both were whenever we were at the 30 or 30 gala. And then yeah. we thought like, wow, this is awesome. Like we've made it or whatever. And then if we could only go back to our younger selves then and be like, but just hold on because look at all this, all these other things that just happened that we didn't even, we just woke up one day and realized like, oh my gosh, look at us living our lives. We're, we're truly doing it. Totally. And I don't know what your like experience was with 30 under 30, but for me, I saw like the group before us and I was like, that's what I want. Like I, that's my goal for the next year is to be, do enough things, be recognized enough to be able to be recognized as 30 under 30. And so when I hit that milestone, honestly, afterwards, I was kind of like, okay, now what? Like, how, like, how do I keep going after this in terms of like, what's the next thing? Um, I'm very goal oriented. So I have to have like something I'm working towards. Uh, so I don't know what your experience was with that, but it was one of those moments where, I feel like because we have both of us have so much going on, we don't get to sit and just like enjoy for a second. And I feel like that whole experience was very unique because we did just get to be with other like like-minded individuals the whole weekend, which was really unique and um, something to uh, really look back on and reflect on, I guess, too, when things are crazy. Yeah, I, I still love that you took a second to get deep because I think I'm going to get even deeper with you and, and just talk about like... <clears throat> There's so many women in our industry that are iconic and big and do big things. And there's actually, honestly, I think that's what I love most about 30 under 30 is that there's also women that are in our industry that aren't as big and people get to know about them through this or get to know about them through their Instagram following or whatever. And um, to me, that's just like really cool. And and it does. It's really hard. We don't ever ask. <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. I'm losing my voice. It sounds like um, as women, though we don't ever take the time to just like celebrate each other. And I think that's what I, I feel like watching you and especially through Ag Ticks, you do such a good job of is like um, celebrating the wins with other women and celebrating their lows even. I mean, talking about what they had to do to get where they are today. Um, and so I, I, yeah, I completely agree with what you said there because we don't ever take the time to do that. Yeah. And, and it was so needed and so fun too. And in your 100%, I agree with like, okay, so what's next? Because yeah, you, I remember thinking like, 
what whenever the first class came around being like what what is this what's this going to turn into and then seeing how much it's evolved and even mm -hmm. like last year i didn't get to go because Me i got either. covid for the third time who gets covid what? three times oh my gosh <laughs> i know um so yeah so you didn't get to go either so you, you can no, relate like i missed see out. seeing like how much they honored the, the previous classes was so cool but then also like seeing how much they've stepped it up you know, we, we could sit here and be like, oh, I, in fact, I think I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure some girls out there feel like, oh, that was the first class. We didn't get to do that or what an honor or whatever. But like, I feel like our class for sure did a really good job of like, look at these girls. They're getting better and better. Next year, they're going to be here. Soon it'll be big. You know, no, no, there's no telling where it's going to end up. Absolutely. You know, yeah. um, so it's so big. And and so, yeah, I, I love that you went deep for a second because I agree with you there. We need to spend more time celebrating each other because we're all doing our own race. And I have. I, I do have to say this, like, I've never known that more until being married and being a married woman in the industry. I'm able to sit back and look at like the single women doing life. And I almost want to cheer for them even more because I was there, you know, I was yeah. there and I thought like, I had to be like competition. We have to like get to the best, but in reality, it's like, no, we all have a spot. There's a room for all of us. And so that's been really humbling, I guess, with marriage too, of learning, like you have to humble yourself a little bit and, um, I don't know, just pour into others as much as you pour into yourself. So, yeah. And and like <laughs> you said, obviously, you know, we all have personal things that we're working towards, but I think that there is room for community in this industry. I mean, there has to be uh, room for community. <laughs> Otherwise, like yeah. we have so much negativity on other ends that we have to be a, f a strong community. Otherwise, we're not going to make it because there's a lot of backlash on the other side of things as well. Um, so we have to lean on each other single or married or whatever the situation right. is right <laughs> yes everyone band yeah, together <laughs> exactly um yeah. taylor but i do i do want to talk about you as well um okay. and kind of your story so um i know you mentioned briefly you know you wanted to be um uh involved in really the rodeo side of things kind of big big goals um but did you grow up in agriculture and like tell us a little bit about kind of your childhood and kind of what forced you to be in or not forced but like influenced you wanting to be involved in your career oh yeah without a doubt i owe a lot of it to my older sister sarah and i give her a hard time all the time because i'm like of course i had to do what big sister did you know but um no she she really okay so how it started was my dad grew up in tulsa oklahoma it's a rural suburban area and he um, always had dreamed of doing better for his family, you know, bigger and better. And, and I'm not saying he grew up poor or any, anything, but like they definitely, there were times when he, well, he had hand-me-downs from other kids and stuff. And so he wanted to have a better life. So he left the house early, actually at like 17 and became a welder in the oil field and worked really hard still to this day. He's sick. We're about to go home and celebrate his 65th birthday. Um, and he's still working as a welder in the oil field. So I will probably get emotional when I talk about that and how much he's provided for his family. But he had aspirations of being a bull rider. And I think that's so funny because if you think back to Oklahoma, everyone has to be some kind of something, right? And bull right. riding is like the easiest one. That's what they say. Yeah. Um, and he learned really quickly, and I'm proud of him for this because a lot of kids don't learn this, but he learned pretty quickly that like, I'm spending more money hurting myself than I would be making money at work. So maybe this isn't working out. <laughs> um, and so he learned that and um, he was able to save up some money after he stopped bull riding, of course, and kept working. And um, he purchased our, our family farm that we're at now. And um, I grew up just, I had the best childhood. It's actually so cool to think about when I think about kids in the future and how I'm going to give them that same livelihood, because I mean, girl, 
my best, my first ever best friend was a rooster and his name is Rooster Cogburn. And I saved him because all the other chickens were pecking on his head or whatever. And this little guy went with me everywhere. I loved life. Um, a fun fact about me is like little Taylor, young Taylor, never loved wearing clothes. I was just that country kid without any clothes. I'm sure I there's like that's, a, that's definitely like a, a country kid thing you know? <laughs> 100% so I would always have like my panties or my diaper and this rooster under my arm and uh, we did life together until he turned mean oh. um, and then that was a whole season of life which is another fun story for another time but um, I say all that to say yes I grew up um, on a cattle operation grant or on a ranch with cattle and we showed pigs goats um, we, we tried everything but sheep I my parents could never really back the whole sheep thing they just smell really bad and they do um horses loved it loved all of it lived the lifestyle I wanted to be like my sister like I said she was she was really interested in barrel racing and so she started um we're five years apart and so when she was I don't know 10-ish she started getting lessons she got her first pony earlier on and um that was just kind of how I was brought up into the industry and then yes as I got older um I became the son I've joked about it on actually one of the podcast episodes that um, I host the kick your boots up podcast but um talked about how like whenever my dad had two daughters and we live on a ranch there needs to be a son right and so mm -hmm. um my sister would probably argue that she was in the beginning the son but I definitely took over that role of like helping my dad build fence and we'd go check cattle and check the oil leases and all the fun stuff and I wouldn't regret it for the world honestly it definitely building that character young helped me prepare for the life experiences now and I think that's what made rodeo queening so fun too was like I yeah. could be so like dirty and, and boyish and tomboy during the day and then still get to have wear makeup and go out and do these fun events as a rodeo queen and stuff um but yeah life was just simple in Oklahoma I mean Oklahoma and farm life in general is just simple and I never really knew that I missed out on certain opportunities or went didn't you know didn't go to these birthday parties that that city kids did or something because I was like always um helping my dad cut wheat or soybeans we would you know alternate our fields um and so literally so cool so life and then yeah now living in Fort Worth and doing the big city life thing the change there has been um kind of eye-opening and the fact of like my husband and I are like we've got to get some land we've got to do something because we grew up both of us with horses and cattle at our disposal you know and um, so I think that's why getting a dog actually was really good for us because it gives us something to take care of because our whole lives we had to take care of everything else right. before ourselves. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's just like my my upbringing perspective and truly it was the best. I would never go back and do it any differently. Um, okay, so this is going to be weird, but as you're talking, like I, there has to be a chance that we're related because your story and my story are so similar. It's almost freaky. <laughs> like my dad, same situation, like wasn't poor, but like definitely like struggled a little bit and then he always same thing like wanted to have a better life for his family and so he like he has this like saying of like spears like raising the bar thing um and so that is freaky first of all my brother and I are five years apart as well and uh my I, I have a brother so my dad did have a son but he was not into like the ag side of things so I was the son on the ranch type situation so I'm a little freaked out right now but uh <laughs> yeah next time you're in the area we are going to get dna tests you know like yeah. friends will go get matching tattoos no right. we're gonna go get dna we're gonna get a swab done <laughs> oh my gosh that's so crazy if so you think crazy. about that kind of gives me chills a little bit i know like as you about... were talking i was like <laughs> wait are we the same person <laughs> wait <laughs> that explains so much actually right? oh my gosh and also the um, fact that you understand like i i can almost talk and paint the picture and you're like wait i'm seeing that that was me i lived yeah. that. 
<laughs> totally, totally. So freaky. By ranchers for ranchers, together let's make ranching easier. Previously known as Cattle Back Box, Strayhorn has rebranded to better match their ability to push the envelope in creating innovative animal management products to serve the ranching community. Strayhorn is rooted in tradition and ranching legacy, but they believe in the opportunity of looking at things with a new perspective to drive the industry forward. Check out all of the things that Strayhorn has to offer you and your herd. But, okay, living in Fort Worth now, that was going to be kind of my next question. Like, how has that transition of being in the city been? Besides, you know, wanting to have land and kind of your own escape, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, To be honest, okay, so I moved here in, um, like, end of 2020. So kind of when COVID was getting manageable or managed. um, I was able to do an internship for whenever the NFR came to Fort Mm -hmm. Worth historically. And so that was really cool. I fell in love with Fort Worth then. And I basically just had told my family like, okay, this is it. COVID is hitting. I don't know if I'm going to get another job opportunity anytime soon. I just graduated college in 2020. And so um, I I moved down here, just picked up what I had. My family helped me pack a U-Haul and um, came down. And honestly, city life has been so good. I think with going through college and you can relate to this too, like going to college and getting away from the farm then kind of prepared me for that. Um, I will say though, like I will never be a Dallas girl, (laughs) definitely Fort Worth. Um, in the future, do we want to live in Oklahoma closer to family to have kids? Of course, absolutely. But, um, for now it's, it's really teaching us a lot about life. And I think right now it's annoying to both Tyler and I every day, there's something that we're like, city people if only we could have land then we would be able to do this or xyz or whatever or just like the fact that you have to go pay a gun range to go shoot guns or whatever it is um it's just we just laugh about it because we're like well back home this would be free and we we wouldn't be paid we would probably and our neighbors wouldn't know (laughs) yeah yeah and people would be coming over to hang out and do it with us um so I say a lot to say, like, it's been so fun to see what the Lord's doing with us here because we've grown so much. And I think that in the future, it's all going to make sense. Like, I think one day when we have kids that are going off to the city or even if we don't have kids at all, but we have to help someone, you know, like, I think we were supposed to do this because I grew up in small town, Oklahoma, Cleveland, Oklahoma, but Tyler, my husband grew up in like itty bitty Oklahoma in Southeast Oklahoma. And um, so we're both getting really good life experiences. We both have corporate jobs. We work for corporations and, um, that is the, the experience there is invaluable. I think, yeah. um, just in personal growth. And then as a couple too, like being able to save while we're here to build up for something, um, it's just been good. We, we're getting to see how life is done. So that way we have the choice. You know, a lot of people don't even have the choice to go back and do rural America or like, they don't even know where to begin. And that's, what's really sad. I think it's our jobs to like be advocates there and talk about like, no, it is, it is important to be able to have a place where you can grow your own garden or have a place where you can have some acreage for some cattle, because then that becomes beef or, you know, whatever. Um, and so I think, yeah, we're, we're doing a lot. We're doing a lot of learning and growing in this season and it's been good. It's, we love Fort Worth so much. So it's, it's going to be bittersweet when, and if we end up in Oklahoma again. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I lived in Dallas a little bit after I graduated, I guess it was probably about five months, six months. Um, working at the state fair actually and while I lived there I absolutely hated it and I was like I don't know how anyone could ever want to live in the city like in traffic at 11 o'clock at night leaving work like I hated it and Mm -hmm. um, 
I'm so glad I did it though. Similar to like kind of what you're saying is I think it gave me a new appreciation for like a rural lifestyle and being able to just kind of like get away from that at the end of the day. And so I think uh, having that perspective is really kind of unique to be able to say like, yeah, I've lived both and this is my option or this is the choice I want, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. Like um, I really do wish people would get the chance to live like in rural America at least once because yeah. okay you're gonna think this is interesting when I was a rodeo queen and I would travel all across the country to rural America to cities wherever um one of the questions that as a rodeo queen I would ask because I was an advocate for agriculture mm -hmm. would be like so where do you where does your meat come from you know where do you get your beef if we would if I was going to read to the kids about a story you know read a book about beef or something um the most common answer I got from little kids was McDonald's and um yeah that's like so hard for me to fathom because they just don't the kid the city kids that grow up in the city don't have an understanding that we do of like what it actually takes so that when we eat a burger we eat a steak we're more appreciative even chicken you know we're, we're appreciative of what happened to it where it, you know how it all got there the amount of people that this is feeding by eating by paying for and eating this beef the amount of families that this can take care of or whatever yeah it's just really cool bigger than us for sure We're oh yeah for ourselves. sure <laughs> for sure yeah and that's yeah. kind of the premise of why I decided to get my PhD was because I realized you know like the epiphany moment uh, or, yeah a moment yeah. of like people just have zero idea about where their food comes from this whole other world that happens literally on the outskirts of the city that they just don't know about that is helping the world continued to spin so yeah it's literally crazy to me the but. the world was yeah it's quite literally made up of farmers and if yeah. something happens to farmers there's no telling what's gonna happen but with that though because I love what you said earlier you were like yeah I didn't like now what so you got your PhD and all that stuff I'm curious to know for you what are your plans with your PhD after like do you do you know what yes so <laughs> I would love to teach um I like have this dream slash uh actually I've been working on it a little bit um, thought that I want to create a course about communicating with the modern consumer, um, but teaching students in agriculture about it, because I feel like we don't do a great job in ag of telling our story and really getting that information out to the consumer. So teaching students in agriculture how to do that better. Um, and then I would love to do like some consulting work, kind of growing ag chicks um, on the consulting side of things, in addition to like the podcast and everything else, uh, just working with kind of ag companies about helping them kind of um frame messages better and stuff like that so that's the big goal we'll see Good we'll see where we go I, I'm so glad that you're doing this and you're saying it right here on this podcast so that years from now we can go back and be I like know, right? remember when this was just an idea or a thought and how big it's become for you so that's exciting and especially I think I think back to like when I was sitting in agcom classes and stuff at college I just remember thinking like, how did my professor get here? And it's so cool that I'm getting to see you go through your PhD to maybe get there one day. So yes. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you want to teach for college, Hopefully. but I would assume so. Yes. Yes. Okay, I, would, yeah. I would like to teach for college. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. It's so yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. No, it's, and I kind of going into the program thought everyone would be talking about communicating with consumers. And mm -hmm. I quickly realized that wasn't the case. Um, there's a lot of other things that are really important that people are focusing on, but this whole conversation about consumers was just not something that anyone else really in my program has been talking about. So I thought that was interesting and also kind of scary that no one else was thinking, realizing that it needed to be discussed. So we'll see, Mary. we'll see where things go, but yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, that <laughs> but is I'm excited shocking. to see it kind of continue to unfold. How, um, how much longer do you have left? 
So my goal is to finish a uh, graduate, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, next fall. So, um, oh yeah, I'm just kind of, <laughs> I had a plan and then the plan of my research kind of fell through. Um, so within the next week, I need to have things figured out again so I can kind of start collecting data uh, so I can write and be done on time, hopefully. But I can see the end of the, the tunnel right now. <laughs> and you will have to do probably a dissertation at the end, right? Yes. And so have to do what will that consist of? What will... Yeah, so um, for PhD, it's unique in the fact that you have to ha go through like a preliminary um, examination process. So the people who are on your graduate committee get to ask you a series of questions and you write a written response back to those questions based off of like all of the knowledge you've gathered over your coursework. Um, and then at the conclusion of that, you have to defend those orally. So like basically they can ask you those questions in person. Um, so kind of you wrote it down, but can you talk about it? Uh, and then after that, um, then you defend your dissertation. So then you have to do a presentation basically about your research and answer any questions people have about that. So yeah, it's going to be a lot in the last couple months, but I'm ready. I bet. I bet. Yeah. I, and then by the end of, I guess by start of 2024, it'll be like a true new start, new fresh mm -hmm. start. Yes. Wow. Hopefully. hopefully. Yeah, I'm curious can... too. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, I'm curious, since we're so similar, did your parents go to college? Yes, they did go to college. Um, they both went to junior college and then transferred to a four-year to finish. Um, my, But they were like the first ones to go to college. Okay. Yeah. How about, how about you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, very similar. My, my mom did um, a few years of JUCO and then she actually landed an awesome job. So that was, all, she got her associate's degree and that was like all she needed and she's done good there. But my dad never went to college because he was in the trade. He right. was a welder or whatever. Um, so yeah, my sister and I are first generation college students and my sister got to go do um, cosmetology and she's awesome. She, I call her my fair you know, like T-H-A-I-R-apist, right. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, so being a first-generation college student, um, it's, it's like, it's been really cool and eye-opening, so for you, for like, for me looking at you, I'm like, the fact that you wanted to continue and go on past your master's, it passed even undergrad, <laughs> honestly, it's it so no inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> never in the plan but I think too working at the university I'm constantly around like the world of academia and so I think that probably had something to do with it as well uh but yeah this was not something that was on my radar <laughs> excuse me radar at all but it was something that came because of ag chicks which like having a podcast was never on my radar either so everything happens for a reason and like God's plan you never know what he's gonna throw your way because he knows better obviously <laughs> Yes. And the second we think we know what's going on, I feel like God just laughs. He's like, oh, okay, <laughs> let me know how that one works out for you. Totally. Totally. <laughs> yes. That, that's how I felt lately anyway. <laughs> yes. But you have podcasts as well uh, yes. that you are doing with Justin. So tell me a little bit about kind of your role with Justin and kind of how that has evolved over how long you've been, have you been there a year now? I have a little over okay, a year. Little over a year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, thank you for asking, because this is what I love talking about. I'm sure you and I can both nerd out about all this. Totally. But um, yeah, so I'm the content developer at Justin Brands. And what that means is I got to, I get to do a lot of storytelling, a lot of copywriting, um, 
Ooh, I get to nerd out on email marketing, which I never thought would be a thing for me. I just love numbers and I love seeing how campaigns do, how the performance is there. And um, when I accepted the job, um, they had thrown around the idea of like, we need someone that could really host a podcast and get a podcast going. And we want to tell, we have a thing already established right now and I get to continue it on. Um, it's called Boot Prints. And so we get to write about people in the industry that are maybe not as well known that people wouldn't know and share their story with the world. So that's been so fun. But then we want to take that even bigger and make it into a podcast. And um, I got to basically fully concept the whole thing from start to finish. I figured out the growing pains, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything about it. And I'm so thankful to have the teammates that I do, because I think um, almost everyone on the team has had their part in it. And that is so cool for me to see everyone working together so well. So we have like our video team. And of course, we do a video podcast. So what would you do without a video team? You know, it would be one woman show. And that would be so hard. So I've got to give Clay and Juan a shout out there. And then um, our graphic designer helped come up with the logo concept. Um, it took forever to figure out the name, kick your boots up. And um, I, I had told everyone like, hey, if something comes to mind, like it, there's nothing stupid, please let me know. And then it got to the point where uh, the CMO was like, Taylor, do you have a name for the podcast yet? Like you need to get it running. And, and I'm like, deadlines, ah, oh, that's stressful. And I was in the shower one night and was like, hey, kick your boots up. Like, wouldn't that be cool if you could just come in, kick your boots up, tell stories, relax. And so that's the purpose for it, um, mm -hmm. for the whole podcast, the Kick Your Boots Up podcast. Um, and I think that's what I'm soon or have soon learned that that's where my podcast or my passion lies is in the podcast because it's been a labor of love. Let me tell you, you get it with back chicks um, because people think when they listen to podcasts that there's all the time in the world and people's lives are beautiful and they just get to sit around and talk. And like, really, it's like, you've got to plan time. You've got to just like we're doing, we got to record mm -hmm. it and you've got to edit and post and all the things. And um, so that, that part of it's been so fun. And um, yeah, I mean, just the amount like just reflecting, I just did a thing on my story not too long ago, reflecting at like my first year here at Justin. And um, it's just so cool. I, I could probably get emotional talking about the team here too, because like the synergy is so good. It, we have like an open concept office. And so we do brainstorm meetings all the time. We're kicking off ideas off of each other. I know we'll all go gather around like the graphic designer's desk and watch her play with the new fun things that are going on. And um, so the atmosphere, atmosphere here is just so good to foster like growth and encouragement. And if you're struggling, you can run something off somebody. And um, that's how our biggest ideas have come alive. Like one, one of my favorite things that I like to talk about is the cyber stride. And it was our April Fool's prank, I guess you would say. And uh, we had so much fun coming up with the Cyberstride boot because um, it had all the bells and whistles. It had like Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, charging ports, um, all the fun things. And people really thought it was going to happen. Yeah. And, and I guess like in 2023, anything could happen, right? Sure. Um, but anyways, it's just been so fun to be part of some of the bigger campaigns and getting to see like the products before they go before they launch and getting to test them and see where could they improve how could we do things differently working with the product the product development team learning more about their like what they do I never in a million years thought that I would care as much about boots as I do now <laughs> um and you can relate to this too like if you think back to all of our times on the farm and in the mud and wallowing with pigs and all mm -hmm. of it you just think like I'm thankful for these boots for protection but like that's right. really all you think right? right and um now that I know that there's so much that goes into to it it's kind of weird how much I love boots <laughs> but um it's good I, I love it and um over this past year yeah like year and a month or some months or whatever um it's been very very humbling 
um, because I know that I don't know everything and every single day I learn something truly. I, I really do believe it. Every single day I learn something new to better myself, better the career, better the company, better the brand, whatever it is. And um, so if there's anyone out there that is like wanting to know what job to look for in the industry or whatever, I think you'll know. And here I am just like giving some unsolicited advice. So I hope I hope people really do want to know. But like, uh, I think you'll know the right fit when it's there. But I also think you want to take into consideration the culture because um, I actually was fortunate enough to get to talk to 17,000 FFA members at Texas FFA convention and their theme was cultivate. And I thought like, this is so cool because if you, if you grow right where you're planted, I know that sounds cheesy. Your, your life will be so much better. Mm -hmm. um, instead of like trying to force yourself into a box or a job or an opportunity or a relationship or really anything in life that you think is what you want to do in your life and your plan or whatever. Um, it has to just all line up and work perfectly. And I think you find jobs by networking and um, just to like network, network the heck out of yourself and meet people and build genuine, genuine relationships, not just like friendships that you're like, okay, um, if you're like super genuine about it, then people will remember you and the impact that you've left on them and how like you're just creating an environment around you to, to thrive and grow. And that's what my experience has been here because I mean, there's people at this company that have that have been here for 35 or more years. Wow. And I'm able to go like, literally I just had a meeting with them to brainstorm um, some ideas with our endorsees and stuff like that. And so you can get their input and their insight. And then there's people that have been hired after me. I'm no longer the newbie. And so it's fun to see that energy too of like, wow, was I, you know, was that what it was like when I started or what challenges, right. what challenges did I have and how can I help them there? You know? Yeah. Um, and so anyways, it's been, if you knew me before and you know me now, I am just so, it's been a 180 for me. I'm so happy where I'm at and uh, I'm so thankful for Justin Brands and the opportunities that have come, like the podcast and getting to do emails and, and having like the team, the team is probably the, the best part of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, right, I'm sure you can kind of agree or kind of echo this a little bit, but the fact that sometimes being in the right role allows you to grow so much more as a person and like again, like you just mentioned, you know, 180 from where you were before. Uh, I know for me, things I've done in the past year, like I wouldn't have thought I would done, but I am so different now as a person. And I've just been allowed to grow in ways that I didn't think I would. And so I think finding your place um, is really important. And that's really kind of going back to why I started Ag Chicks is I was feeling like, I don't really know where I fit into the world of ag anymore. And so I thought, you know, talking to other women to figure out what they were doing, maybe that would help me. And then I realized, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing and sharing about. Um, and so I think that's a really important reminder for anyone who's listening, who's not feeling settled where they're at or feeling like they need a change, uh, lean into that and look into that change feeling because sometimes that's where the best growth happens for sure. Um, but I also love the fact that you are um, talking about obviously your role within Justin, because I think sometimes people think, oh, Justin Boots, Boots, right? But there's so much more that goes into making Boots. There's, it's really a people business too. And so I think that that is important too when people are thinking about roles in agriculture, because yeah, there's cattle and there's livestock and there's crops, but you got to interact with people because all those things don't talk back to you. So you have to have to be in the people business as well. I love that because a lot of people do, they'll make the jokes of like, oh yeah, I just work cattle all day. Cattle are my people. And some people are okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> but even for me through, through storytelling, I've been able to find some of the coolest people. Um, there's a dairy that is not too far from here that I've gotten to talk about and um, hearing their story 
a Ballman's Dairy. It's pretty common yes. in Texas. I didn't know anything about it until yeah, I moved to Texas. Story. Um, but even them, like them, and then there's like a cow rancher in Oklahoma. I don't know, getting to hear their stories and share the, like you and I are doing right now, share the struggles or the discomforts or the the times of life where things, we can look back now and laugh because by the time they were really hard or whatever, right. it's therapeutic and the community there is good. So I think what you're doing with Ag Chicks, Ag Chicks is um just phenomenal. I think every, every woman out there should be listening and taking something from someone, you know, cause we're always growing, we're always learning. Um, and so kudos to you. And what is this season four? This is season four, which is wow. again, insane. Never would have thought. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and if you have not yet, please go check out uh, the podcast that Taylor is hosting with Justin Boots um, because it is phenomenal as well. And they have great guests on and just a lot of good storytelling. So be sure to check that out. Uh, well, Taylor, thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with me. I'm glad we got to catch up and uh, really connect on a little bit of a deeper level because we didn't really get to do that the last <laughs> time we interacted um so congratulations to all of the new things that are happening in your life congratulations at speaking at the state convention that was huge and I'm so mad that I missed it because I, I was literally there and in, in the room next to you and I didn't even realize you were on the stage um so I'm bummed I missed that but uh congrats on everything and I can't wait to see uh, all the things that you continue to do as you blaze a trail girlfriend well, Allie, thank you. And I can't tell you, it sounds cheesy saying um, how honored I am, but I'm truly so honored that you thought enough of me to ask me to be on here. This is so fun. And what you're doing is so good. Keep doing it. Thank you for genuinely being a cheerleader for all the women out in the industry. We all need that. Um, we all support that. And um, I wish you the best of luck as you finish this last finish, uh, the, like as you go across the finish line for your PhD. That's going to be so fun. We're going to have to celebrate in some way. I don't yes. know what that will look like being states away from each other or town cities away Towns, from each yep. other. So, um, but we'll have to definitely plan something. And um, I just wish you the best too. And if you guys ever need anything out there, you know where to find me, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. And then same for you. I feel like Allie is really good, a really good resource when it comes to jobs and, and outlook there. So thank well, you, Allie. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, if anybody's wanting to connect with Taylor, I will be sure to put her information in the show box or the show notes as always. Um, and we will see everybody at the next episode. Thanks, Taylor. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Ag Chicks. Don't forget to follow along on social media at Ag Chicks for more agricultural related content. And also be sure to check out your favorite podcast here from www.agchicks.net. We'll see you next time.